Welcome to Fantasy Basketball, PH. What's up mga paps? So we we are doing a back-to-back episode because I <laughs> I was kind of busy earlier today. So I'll try to do a full English episode for for this episode because I promised our international listeners that I'll be talking about my thoughts about uh those pandemic cases earlier. So I wasn't able to do that on an emergency episode because Again, I, I I'm doing some errands. I'm running some errands, so uh, that's the reason why I I, I kind of did the episode late today. So I'll I'll couple it with our weekly fantasy strategy. So before we start, just want to uh, explain again my thoughts on those COVID cases. So for uh, my Pinoy followers, our, our Pinoy uh, followers, I've already explained it in in my recent episode. So Now, just I just want to run down quickly the reason or my thoughts around those COVID cases. So I, I have, I guess, at least three tips for you, uh, for you, for our international followers. So number one, talk to your commissioner. Ensure that you at least you have additional uh, injured slot slots, and then maybe additional add drop move, and then maybe additional slot for the bench. So it, those. Are the things that could help you ease the the hassle of having players that are being traced for COVID-19. So that's number one. Number two would be um, be patient and don't be emotional. So I know it's it's super hassle. I, I, I we we are all. I mean, most of us are really experiencing the hassle of those COVID tracing or COVID cases in the NBA in our fantasy season. But this is something that. We should have uh, expected, given the situation we had during the bubble. So, um, personally, I'm expecting that NBA would do something about it. Maybe a two to three week um, postponed postponement of the the games because it's a better strategy, other the rather than um, spread or or make this situation out of hand. So as early as now, I guess it's something that could be done. Uh, just like stop those games for two to three weeks, ensure that players are healthy, and then come back with a better plan and better approach than they are doing today. So uh, maybe they go to the bubble after that. So it, it's an option. But uh, unfortunately, um, I'm not sure. But I'm uh, the venue that they've used might be used. By G League because they they are going to the bubble, so um, that's something that they could do. But as of now, we are just speculating. Uh, still, uh, I don't suggest to do any drastic moves. So my number two tip is just to um, play your fantasy game as is. But if you're someone that gets irritated quickly or loses temper or loses uh, focus when you 
are being impacted by injuries and these COVID cases, my suggestion is just trade your players. Uh, just don't trade them on a low value. Try to still get some value out of them. So, for example, if you're trading um, Jason Tatum, don't just trade him for the likes of, I guess, Mikal Bridges. So, get something near to his value. Maybe you won't get someone equivalent, but maybe you can get a few um, plays away from what you drafted him. So, maybe you get, I guess, uh, Christian Wood. I don't know. So, someone uh, in that area. Okay, so that's my tip number two. And then my tip number three would be utilize your add drop transactions wisely. Um, Ensure to uh, have at least two or one before the weekends just to ensure that you have the ability to pick up someone if in case your player goes down or other player goes down and there's a hot pickup in the free agent. So you have a luxury to use that one more add drop transaction if you save one before the weekends else if if nothing happens um just utilize it in preparation of the following week so those are my three tips for you on how you can at least ease uh the hassle of uh what we're having this season so again i'm expecting that this would be really an experience so uh those people who drafted the best draft of their life doesn't mean they would win the league easily. First, because of injuries and then these COVID cases. So uh, there are a lot of arbitraries to be considered. So that's why we need to adapt. You don't need to do um, things that would impact the way you drafted your team or the way you manage your team. Just keep your cool and try to strategize. Okay? So that's my point for our entire national followers. I guess at least I fulfilled my promise. Uh, now let's move forward to our FBPH, our Fantasy Basketball PH weekly strategy. Again, this is your Fantasy Papi Papiroy hosting Fantasy Basketball PH. And PH stands for the Philippines. So in case you are asking what the hell does PH stands for, it's for our country, the beautiful Philippines. Okay. So we're gonna do so usually um there are lots of uh known podcasts that are doing this, so I'll, let me try to do it in our version. So we usually provide the weekly strategy not just by giving you appropriate schedule but by also giving you the week long dub. So if you're following the 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 page, you you should have known the meaning of dubs or drop ad and then buy and sell. So we're gonna discuss it in this episode so first up we are going to week four and there are games especially for those people who are playing weekly update there are teams with lesser games so for example the minnesota timberwolves they will only play two games for this week so if you own a carl anthony towns maybe a malik beasley or um dilo uh, and you're playing on a weekly uh, games, you might need to sit them out because they won't provide good value given that they'll be only playing two games. So 
uh, it's a good idea to just you know sit them out, especially if you have cat. Um, uh, I don't know if cat will play on back to backs, but we'll see later because they 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 will again play uh, a game after last game. So he seems to be healthy, but uh, we still need to monitor. So again, uh, the the least or the, the the team that has the least games for this week, which is two, is the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the largest or the team that has the most games would be the Indiana, Indiana Pacers. And also, they have the best schedule among all the teams. So I'll be explaining that in, in, in a few seconds. So before that, I'll just enumerate all of those teams that has four or the next most games out of all the NBA teams. So Atlanta has four, Boston, Charlotte, Cleveland, Dallas, um, Memphis, New Orleans, New York, OKC, Orlando, Portland, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Washington and Utah. So most likely those teams that has four games would be well, they won't necessarily be the best schedule or best bet among all of the 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 players available, just because we have what we call the quality games. So um, maybe those four games for Cleveland uh, are not in those quality games. So it means that it might be better to uh, start a, a player that just play in three games but in quality games so those are the differences so what do i meant by quality games basically it's either you are playing on a weaker team so they are going against a weaker team also they are playing on a non-crowded um day because there are instances where in on that specific day uh the games are like 12 or like 13 so um with that said the ability to stream is not doable so that's why we slide that day and then get those days with more back-to-backs more pseudo back-to-backs and more uh lesser games and we call it quality game day so that's the difference i, I hope I, I made sense out of it so let's go now for our back-to-back games so these are the back-to-back game days so we have a Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back. Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back. Wednesday, Thursday, back-to-back. Actually, from Monday to Sunday, we have uh, all the, the succeeding game with back-to-back games. So meaning Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Saturday, and Sunday. So those, uh, the whole week, we, we can do quality streaming as long as you know which back-to-back days are those quality days. So before we move forward to that, um, the, the teams that will be playing on Monday, Tuesday, so this is something that you could add easily after uh, the games later. So you could add a player from Cleveland, from Indiana, and from Philly. So uh, in my analysis, the top two teams with the best schedule is Indiana and Philly. But unfortunately for Philly, we don't know if Embiid or Simmons will be playing in the next game. And most likely, it's going to be the Danny Green, D12, and Maxi Show. So it's something to think about. So if you have a free slot, you should definitely add those uh, players. So Monday, Tuesday, 
uh, go ahead and add uh, maybe Dotson for Cleveland. I don't know if Sexton will already play. Uh, Garland won't be able to play, I guess. So Nance and Drummond will definitely feast. For Indiana, um, there are no uh, super bench players that usually provide stats other than Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Joke. It's Justin Holiday. So maybe Dog McDirt. So you can actually stream that. I'm not sure if uh, Aaron Holiday could provide that stat that we need because Indiana is one of those teams that uh, plays their core players heavily. So, um, yeah, for, for streaming, maybe Dog McDirt if he's available. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Boston, Brooklyn, Lakers, and Utah will be playing. Um, probably AD won't play, so good time to start Harrell and um, Schroeder because those are the players that usually gets the usage. Whenever AD is resting. So for Utah, uh, Royce O'Neill, if he's available. Uh, in Brooklyn, definitely Levert. But I don't think he would be available. But maybe Prince or um, Jeff Green, if Kyrie or KD won't be playing. But I guess KD might play by this time. So Boston, again, this is one of those teams that uh, was imp- heavily impacted with uh, Corona tracing. So with Tatum and um, who else? Tristan Thompson and then Robert Williams and maybe Jalen Brown uh, out of the ball game. Most likely Preachard is one of the best bets that you need to have uh, at least in the Tuesday-Wednesday game. But um, we'll still check if these are quality games, okay? Uh, next would be Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, Sh- Charlotte and Portland would be available. Thursday, Friday, GSW. Friday, Saturday, Atlanta, Detroit, and Orlando. Saturday, Sunday, Indiana, and Philly. So uh, maybe you could add an Indiana or a Philly player in the start of the week and then drop them in the middle and get maybe someone from Charlotte or uh, Golden State, and then pick up again an Indiana or Philly player when the weekend. So that could be a strategy. But let's double check our pseudo back-to-back games. Or uh, this uh, pseudo meaning it's not succeeding. More of like instead of Monday Tuesday, it should it could be Monday Wednesday, or instead of Tuesday Wednesday, it could be Thursday a uh, Tuesday Thursday. So that's. The pseudo back to back. So in pseudo back to back, Tuesday, Thursday, uh, Denver, Golden State, and Indiana will play. So uh, and Miami and Philly and SAS. So if you can see, Indiana and Philly has also a good pseudo back to back game. In Thursday, Saturday, we have Hornets, Houston, Indiana, Miami, Philly again, Portland, San Antonio, and Toronto. So again, Indiana and Philly is mentioned in the pseudo back to back. But to sum it all, uh, this is our just these are just for guidance. Uh, the quality games out of all of this would be the Monday, Tuesday, back to back, Saturday, Sunday, back to back, Tuesday, Thursday, pseudo back to back, and Thursday, Saturday, pseudo back to back. So let's check which teams falls to those. So in Monday, Tuesday, Cleveland, Indiana, Philly. Saturday, Sunday, Indiana, Philly. Tuesday, Thursday would be 
Denver, JSW, Indiana, Miami, Philly, SAS. Um, and then Thursday, Saturday would be Charlotte, Houston, Indiana, Indiana, Miami, Philly, Portland, San Antonio, Toronto. So looking at it, the top four player teams that I that is that has a better schedule out of all of the teams would be number one, Indiana, number two, Philly, and then we have Miami and San Antonio. So it would be a smart thing to do to get uh, someone from those teams, especially from Indiana and Philly. So let's try to uh, think of those players. So again, from Indiana, I think um, out of Justin Holiday, maybe Doug McDirt, um, they You could also stream their backup guard. I, I forgot the name, but is, he is still in game time decision status. So uh, you can double check it. For, to get some assists. Um, for um, Miami, if Jimmy Butler sits, um, definitely Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero might explode. But I guess those um, players won't be available anymore, right? So in your waiver, waiver wire, you might add Kelly Olinick in, in case you haven't added him. Maybe Avery uh uh, Bradley, maybe Precious Ochoa. Um, yeah, I guess those are the, the players that you could actually explore. Maybe the Dragon Goran Dragic in case they are in your waiver wire, especially in shallow leagues. For what's the other team? Philly. So this is the second best team. Uh, again, we don't know if Embiid or Simmons would play, but Danny Green is a mass add. Um, Maxi would be a good add. Um, Bradley could be a good add. And then in deep leagues, maybe Isaiah Joe. So um, those players are the ones that you could actually explore. And lastly, for the San Antonio Spurs, our, our one of the best streamers, three-point streamers, would be Patty Mills. Um, Lonnie Walker is also an, uh, is something you can explore. Uh, who else? Maybe Devin Vassell in, in deep leagues. Drew Banks and uh, Jakob Pertl are also um, someone you could look if you need some rebounds or blocks. So uh, those are the four teams that we could target in week four. Okay? Hope you got those uh, players and names. Uh, you have listed it and try to explore and check your um Free agent pool. So um, before we move forward, uh, maybe one good question here is, what if Malik Beasley gets dropped? Should I pick him? He Minnesota only plays two games. Should I pick him over maybe Patty Mills? So um, for me, you have to project. Uh, first, look at your opponent's players. Okay? So you have to try to compare on what would your team uh, fair versus the opponent's team. Also monitor his ad drops so you could like um, try to compensate or, or, or uh, use your ad drop in accordance on, on what his move is. So for me, you need to add Beastly despite having two teams. Because um, season long, he has more value than maybe Patty Mills. 
So that's that's probably something that I would do unless you've been losing since week one. And you do think that in week four, you have a better chance to win. So if that's the case, just for the sake of winning uh, against a weaker team, I might try to be someone that picks the the player with four with, with better game. So that's my move. So this is this question is one of the usual questions in 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 terms of trying to comprehend on which player should you add in terms of value. So it's it's more of like assessing your team in terms of season long value compared to week long value. Okay. Hope that helps. Okay, let's now move for the dubs of the week. Uh, for our drop uh, in shallow leagues, meaning your maybe this is like ten team league and lower, borderline twelve team. So Lou Williams, you can actually drop him. Uh, unfortunately, in our episode earlier, uh, I've already discussed the impact that Luke Kinnard, no, uh, Nicholas Batum, and Serge Ibaka have with this the the usual or the old bench warmers of the LA Clippers, the likes of Lou Williams, Ivica Zubac, and Marcus Morris aren't providing the usual stats that we expected. So it seems like they're transitioning to the the newcomers. So still, it the we are still in week four. So let's still monitor. But as of the moment, I guess you can add better players other than Lou Williams. Jeff Teague is also a drop. Uh, I think for the past weeks, he should already be a drop. The thing about Jeff Teague is uh, if he gets healthy, he might be a sneaky player this week given that uh, Tatum and company is under COVID tracing. Next would be Paul Millsap. Uh, MPJ is not yet coming, but the emergence of Gary Harris, the emergence of Jamichael Green, and the emergence of Will Barton is hurting Paul Millsap's value. You're only getting points and a little amount of uh, rebound and snipes. So I'm pretty sure you can find a, a player with higher upside and better role other than Paul Millsap, especially in shallow leagues. Next would be the Marcus Cousins. So I've already explained why uh, the Marcus Cousins is getting. Um, a very low minutes compared to what we expected. The main reason is he is mostly playing as the backup center. Wood, unfortunately, isn't playing in four, which we thought is something that um, Rockets would explore, playing the Marcus alongside Wood when they play five and four. But at least after several games, the Marcus Cousins is still playing as Wood's backup in the center position. So. As long as Wood is not playing in four, I don't think Demarcus Cousins gets much uh, value. So in shallower leagues, Demarcus Cousins could be or definitely be a draft drop. I, uh, but in deep leagues, uh, I might hold with Cousins because he's a per minute monster. Uh, again, we're still in week four, so um, let's still monitor the the time sharing or time overlap between these two studs. Lastly, James Wiseman. So again, we're talking about shallow leagues and James Wiseman 
isn't doing much in the center position. And then the, the emergence of uh, Draymond Green also hurted the minutes of uh, James Wiseman as well as Omari Spellman. So uh, Omari Spellman has been getting those backup center as well. So that's the reason why uh, you can actually move on with James Wiseman again in shallow leagues. For deep leagues, so this is borderline 12 leagues to 14 to 16 and uh, more. So Lou Dort, I guess, would be a, 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 a drop given that he hasn't been contributing. Again, this is on a situation that you can find a better free agent than Dudor. So if you have like Vanderbilt in the free agent and you wanted to add or drop Dudor, I won't suggest that because uh, Vanderbilt has lower upside than Dudor. So again, you still need to double check the value that you would get season long. But if it's only your streaming spot or streamer spot, then feel free to just drop Dudor. Um, just to explain, streamer spots are those slots that you are maybe that's the the weakest player in that slot are usually usually pick a uh, last pick uh during the draft. So this is something that you can just easily draft. So you 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 won't think twice whenever you get a hat free agent. So those are the streamer slots. So if if Dudort is part of your streamer slot. Uh, just uh, play around the ad drop, especially that we have teams with COVID cases. So maybe it's better to add Maxi over Luder. That that goes as well with Jared Vanderbilt, especially that cat is now available. So I don't think Vanderbilt has the, that much of an upside uh, compared before when cat is not available. Isaac Okoro is getting a lot of minutes but is doing nothing. So <laughs> it's almost similar to Lou Dort. So they are the PJ Tuckers of this generation. So at least PJ Tucker is providing us some steals and blocks, right? And uh, sometimes trees. But Isaac Okoro, on the other hand, isn't doing anything. Maybe we could track the number of steps that he's <laughs> running in the game. That might help. But unfortunately, it's not a category in the fantasy basketball. So we might need to part ways with Isaac Okoro, especially that um, Sexton may, will be coming back after a few days, maybe Garland. And then Love would be reevaluated mid this January. So uh, if Isaac Okoro couldn't contribute with big opportunities, I don't think he could contribute with smaller opportunities. So that's why I would suggest to move on from Isaac Okoro. Nas Reed, on the other hand, is still contributing surprisingly. So something that we can monitor if would he be playing in four? I don't think so. Um, Kat is still uh, easing in, in the lineup. So maybe that's the reason why uh, Nas Reed got uh, that 17 or 18 minutes this uh, er earlier this game. So uh, let's monitor, but Cat uh, would definitely get majority of the usage in Minnesota. So the likes of Reed and Vanderbilt would be just like supporting cast with maybe around 10 to 15 minutes. And with their caliber, that won't be enough for them to be or to provide value in fantasy. Lastly, Marcus Morris. So 
similar to what I explained about Lou Williams, um, plus Marcus Morris is still being eased up in the lineup. So those are the the considerations that I've got to suggest for him to be dropped, especially in deep leagues. But then again, ensure that you'll be picking someone that can provide better value other than these names or has an upside. So they're, they're, these are two common uh, mistakes that people are trying to or are usually doing. Uh, they they don't think the the longevity of the value. Um, it's fine with it, especially if, if that's your streaming slot. But then if you're not looking at the longevity of the value, then you should definitely be looking at if there is a heat check of or maybe this player is too hot not to be added, okay? So despite having a shorter-term value, uh, just ensure they are hot value. So maybe, for example, uh, Maxi. So that he won't definitely be a, a long-term value, but with the situation now, he is definitely an ad. So uh, if I have one of these names, I, I won't think twice. I'll definitely add Maxi, right? Okay. For the ads for shallow leagues, Kevin Herter. So he will definitely establish his role in the Atlanta Hawks given that Bogey is now injured. Uh, Gallo haven't... Uh, I think it's we're, we're around two to three weeks away before Gallo comes back. So while those two wing forwards are away, we need to definitely add Kevin Herter. I would also suggest Tom Reddish in, in adding as well, you, I've been preaching about Cam Reddish over Hunter. Uh, maybe this is the opportunity where Cam Reddish will definitely show that he is better than Hunter. I still definitely believe that. Uh, again, Justin Halliday, Indiana Pacers, as you can see in our first slide, has the best schedule uh, this week. So on a weekly basis, or at least for that value, uh, that boosts Justin Holiday as a mad must add in shallow leagues, even in ten leagues. Okay, so that five game and around three quality games, Justin Holiday would definitely provide value, especially that Victor Oladipo might not play all of those five games. So that boosts Malcolm Brogdon. That boosts Justin Holiday as well. Um, Danny Green. So. If you can find other decent players aside from, well, Danny Green and Maxi in, in the Sixers, then there's no question that we should add Danny Green. Um, in case Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons plays, it lessens the value of Danny Green. But then again, Danny Green doesn't need much usage just because he contributes in ways wherein he don't need the ball in his hands. So looking at it, he might still be an ad despite um, Embiid and Simmons playing. Okay. Uh, lastly, Tyrese Halliburton. If you haven't added him, especially in Shadow Leagues, you should. Uh, he is really good. So I, I don't think there are any other players that could bump him up out of the rotation. I mean, do you think Kojo will be better than Halliburton? I, I really doubt it. 
as of the moment, he is already better than um, some of the players in the Kings. He is better than Whiteside. He is better than Buddy Hield. He is, I mean, he is the second best King. Maybe third if you count um, Holmes. But Holmes is not playing and is in a mini slump right now. So he is definitely the second best King. Uh, not named De'Aaron Fox, okay? So, for deep leagues, I would add Mo Wagner. Uh, actually, you can actually, you can add him even in maybe 14 deep or 12 in, in case you needed a PF center in your team. So, Mo Wagner could be the sort of indirect uh, beneficiary of Thomas Bryant's injury. Uh, I'm, I'm not pretty sure it, how would the Washington Wizards manage Robin Lopez's minutes and Mo Wagner, but based on the previous um, uh, season, Mo Wagner always gets the chunk of minutes whenever Thomas Bryant is injured. So um, this could be the better guess among or the better option uh, versus Robin Lopez, unless you need big blocks because Robin Lopez can provide more blocks than Mo Wagner. But Mo Wagner is sort of a more defensive-minded Thomas Bryant. He shoots threes, uh, he, he blocks, but not as much as uh, Robin Lopez can. So, yeah, uh, I guess it's, it's a, it also coin, but I would definitely be leaning on Mo Wagner. Sadiq Bey is also an ad. Uh, everyone is focusing on the likes of uh, Josh Jackson and maybe Svi, but I do believe Sadiq Bay could be better than Josh Jackson and is better than Svi. So with that, and he is also a rookie. So um, for me, the perspective of a, a dump site team like Detroit Pistons should be developing those young guns. Uh, I understand. As of the moment, Josh Jackson is better. Is a better player than Sadiq Bey. But looking at it, in in there there was a game that Sadiq Bey got like twenty ten and I don't know three or to five uh, snipes. So it just shows that um, he can be better than Josh Jackson. So given that everyone's focusing on Jeremy Grant and maybe D Rose. And Delon right, it's time for you to add Sadiq Bey. So for me, I, I would rather have Sadiq Bey uh, over Josh Jackson just because of the upside. So Sadiq Bey has a better fantasy value just because he provides better uh, percentages than Josh Jackson. So um, this might bite me in the ass, but <laughs> I mean, in fantasy, you need to have a bold statement. So this is one of my uh, maybe bold pick. So I, I would rather have Sadiq Bey uh, compared to Josh Jackson. So, yep. Next would be Gary Harris. Uh, he is getting hot. Uh, it's it's surprising how he provides stats and how he he gets that usage in the past games. Maybe when MPJ is back, this this will definitely evaporate. But as of the moment. He is getting some shots. So um, Barton is still, again, being east in the lineup. Uh, he, he is not the same Barton that we knew. 
So maybe that's one of the factors as well. But uh, as long as Gary Harris is hot and he's available in your waiver wire, especially in deep leagues, you need to definitely add him. Next would be the Anthony Melton, who is uh, really providing some goodies, especially in steals and out of position blocks. So uh, I don't think there's um, we need more discussion about it. You should add the Anthony Melton, especially in deep leagues. Hassan Whiteside. So let's talk about Hassan Whiteside. So in the previous episode, I've already explained the difference between being a good blocker and being a good defender. But I guess it's something that Walton won't uh, need to comprehend anymore because they really need someone who can anchor their defense in their front court. And their best defender and the, actually their best front court, front court player would be Rashawn Holmes. But Rashawn Holmes can't do that alone. So if Hassan Whiteside gets like 10 minutes to 15 minutes backup from uh, Rashawn Holmes, and then a couple of minutes, uh, then Rashawn Holmes might get uh, a couple of minutes playing at four. So Hassan Whiteside can play at five. So if that's roughly 20 minutes, then Hassan Whiteside can provide value. Uh, w- coming into the season, we thought Hassan would get uh, a nod of playing as a starter in the Kings. But uh, I guess Kings are getting smarter, especially <laughs> Walton. So he recognized that Rashawn Holmes should, should definitely play ahead of Whiteside. But then again, the, 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 the past game against Toronto really is a, a head turner for the Kings, especially that Laurie didn't play. And Toronto is playing, is, is not playing their best, but they still uh, beat uh, Sacramento King. So now they're questioning if they might need to reshuffle this front court and provide more defense because Mr. Glass, Marvin Bagley, couldn't do that. He's like a, a, a two trick pony, he can only score and rebound. That's it. He, he can't even provide better if, uh, efficiency or better percentages for you. Uh, I don't... Uh, the, the, the next backup would be sometimes Harrison Barnes and sometimes Glenn Robinson the third, And those two guys aren't defensively capable as well. So that means Hassan Whiteside could definitely have that uh, at least 20 minutes that we need so he can provide value. Still this is more of like a monitoring period because i mean he has been getting those dnps and that and there's a reason for that because he he's just not a good player so that's actually a straight, straightforward explanation but uh it, it's a different scenario now so if you have white side on your uh, waiver wire and you have a trash player that you can just like uh drop definitely add hasan white side uh, also, in, in, in shallower leagues, if you're leading, actually, if you're leading and then you have, and you're confident with your lineup, I, I might also try to scope Hassan Whiteside and just like, you know, monitor him for a couple of games. Maybe he goes back on how he, he um, on how he played back in, in Portland and provide uh, early round value. Then, that's a win for you. So, case-to-case basis. But, uh, guys, this is not recommended. Uh, uh, you should add Hassan Whiteside. If 
you only uh, if you have to drop a trash player or you have a streamer spot. So that's the only time you add Hassan Whiteman. But if you want to feel like uh, doing a high risk, high reward move, then go ahead. I, I, I won't like tell you that it's a bad move for you because I mean, you know, uh, fantasy leagues can be won that way. Uh, doing a high risk, high reward move. So yeah, so that's my my my, my thoughts on Hassan Whiteside. For buys, I would suggest to buy Michael Porter Jr. So the Michael Porter Jr. Uh, owner is definitely impatient right now. I mean, he has been extended for another week. So time to knock on their doors and maybe um, try to bait them. Uh, try to offer, I don't know, uh, maybe two for two. Try to offer the likes of Mikal Bridges plus one and then get Michael Porter Jr. plus one. So um, it, it's it's something uh, that of value in terms of season long value because I, I don't think uh, that as good as 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 good as Mikal Bridges is, uh, I, I still think Michael Porter Jr. has a better season long value over him. So if you can flip that. And you are actually winning, and you can afford to put Michael Porter Jr. in the injured slot. Then you can do so. But um, if you don't have an injured slot, then don't buy Michael Porter Jr. because you might he might be the reason for you to lose for this week. Okay. Next would be the Aaron Fox. So he hasn't been the Aaron Fox that we were expecting. So. I guess Bealiche is flying because <laughs> on the first <laughs> during preseason he told the the press that the Aaron Fox has been looking like in an all star already during preseason. So uh, shout out to you, Bealiche. <laughs> Seems like it's not gonna happen for this season. But the Aaron Fox will be better than this. Uh, his points is down. His assists are down. His steals are down, which is actually one of those categories that brings. That, prov- that that gives him that that value that he has in his resume. So um, once those stats goes up and as well as the some snipes, then the Aaron Fox would again be a, a second round value. So as of the moment, he's more of like uh, top forty or top fifty. So you can actually buy low for the Aaron Fox. And his oh, we, we actually have three Sacramento Kings here. Uh, Buddy Hield also is doing nothing than trees. So. Um, uh, this is something that could definitely improve. Uh, I don't actually think that Bad Hill is that good, but he isn't this bad as well. So once they keep on going, Bad Hill may definitely um explode soon, especially that uh, Sacramento Kings is trying to run. So. The chunk of usage and chunk of uh, stats that should have been for Fox or for Hill is diverted to Harrison Barnes. And I don't think it's sustainable. So those assists from Harrison Barnes maybe should go to the Aaron Fox and those points should go to Buddy Hill. So let's see. Um, History-wise, uh, usually at some point in time, Harrison Barnes folds. And then uh, the usage will definitely spill out. So uh, most likely it goes to Buddy Hill and the Aaron Fox. Next to the Evan Fournier, you can definitely buy super low for Fournier because he is injured. 
So with faults down, I don't think uh, there's a reason why won't Fournier get the usage that faults left. So um, again, positional-wise, uh, Cole Anthony would definitely get that because he's the only guard. Uh, I mean, he's the only better guard available in, in the Orlando matchup, especially that Michael Carter-Williams is not healthy yet. So in terms of usage, it will definitely spill out to the core members, which is uh, Vooch, Gordon, Terence Ross, and Fournier. And given that Fournier can, can, play, can do playmaking chores uh, compared to Ross or, and maybe Gordon, then I would definitely want to have Evan Fournier on my team. Especially now that he is still in injured status, but is nearing to debut. So uh, that's the difference between buying low for like the likes of Fournier or Burks, who might be coming uh, soon, or maybe Garland, versus buying low to the likes of Derek White which would be available for like six months. So you, ha- you have to consider the time where those injured players will definitely come back and play. So especially the, the injuries as well. And Evan Fournier doesn't have that uh, bigger concern in terms of injuries. So again, he is a super buy low. And he is actually going under the radar. So maybe you can find him uh, in your free agent pool, so just copy him up. Lastly, Rashawn Holmes. So uh, it was a back-to-back uh, sort of mini slump by Rashawn Holmes. Then followed by not playing. So uh, it's again a good window to buy low. So it's pretty straightforward. Sell definitely sells your CJ McCollum. So I don't think those trees and those those points are super sustainable. Uh, I could be wrong, but that happening is very slim. So I think Damian Lillard will definitely uh, take back those uh, usage, as well as Nurkic, as well as Covington. So uh, I don't think CJ McCollum could be uh, this good whole season long. But then again, maybe this is him taking another step of his game. But looking at it in the past seasons, he there were there were also instances where he really came hot during the early part of the season, then gets cold during the mid part of the season. So let's monitor. But as of the moment, with those high points and high percentages, you and high snipes, you can actually get a, a solid second rounder out of CJ McCollum. So try to target uh, the likes of uh, maybe Aton. If you need bigs, uh, I would definitely uh, do that. Or um, is struggling, maybe Tatum. Because uh, Tatum's owner might get pissed and he wants to win now rather than get the, the, the season-long value. So you can actually pull the trigger. Okay. Next would be Karis Levert. This is, should be pretty straightforward. Um, his value only... Uh, erupts or only uh, is is only seen whenever KD or Kyrie is not present. So and that won't happen most of the time. So this week has been great for Karis Levert, especially with KD out of uh, COVID tracing. So 
So with that said, there aren't more windows other than this week-long window to best sell customer. Try to get uh, a better option other than him. Next would be Larry Nats Jr. Uh, in the mid uh, January, Kevin Love might be available. It's not yet sure, but uh, one thing's for sure: the usage won't be uh, this big for Larry Nance. Uh, those auto, those steals, those rebounds—that could be sustainable. But those points, I, I don't think so. Um, it, it just so happened that Sexland is not available, so. That's why Larry Nance is getting those high usage. But then again, Larry Nance isn't, uh, does not need the ball to contribute. So despite Love getting back in the, in the lineup, even Sexland, I, I can still see Larry Nance contributing in, the, in your fantasy lineups, but not as good as this. So that's the reason why you should sell high. Blake Griffin, uh, as long as he's healthy, sell him. <laughs> it's as easy as that. Uh, if you trust his health, then good luck to you. <laughs> Actually, he can be a top 50 player if he gets healthy. It's just super slim. Also, he is blocking uh, Josh Jackson or Sadiq Bey's um, development. So I don't think this will last Whole season long, so that's the reason why I am I'm, 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 I'm not super high with Blake Griffin. One upside that Blake Griffin has is if Detroit wants to sell him, so they might need Blake Griffin to showcase that he is healthy and still can contribute. Then come trade uh, period, they can flip him for maybe uh, maybe similar on how OKC does stuff. Maybe get some uh, good picks to um, definitely get Cade Cunningham away from OKC or New Orleans Pelicans. Lastly, Bobby Portis. So, Yanis um, didn't play just because he wanted to rest. And even when Yanis plays, there are still minutes overflowing uh, to Bobby P. So, with that said, Bobby P has been killing it. He's been the garbage guy, the trash man. In, uh, in the Milwaukee Bucks. So whenever they have a big lead, uh, Bobby Portis gets a lot of stats. And whenever they are, are, are actually contending, Bobby Portis gets still a de- decent minute. So um, thing is, he can't do this all season long. Um, at some point in time, unless Milwaukee gets uh, the record that they had last season, then maybe the starters will rest and Bobby Portis will feast. But it's something that um, you shouldn't bank on. So given that he is performing well now, so then we have a window wherein you can flip Bobby Portis and get someone with a better and clear-cut role uh, compared on what Bobby Portis has, despite having this upside. Okay? So actually, that is our dubs for the week. Um, if you wanted other, um, I don't know, other topics to discuss, so just let us know. I'll, I'll try to figure out uh, something else because as you can see, uh, I, I'm, I'm currently creating contents, especially 
for Spotify and for YouTube on a weekly basis. So usually these are the the weekend OT. Um, this uh, where I discuss all 30 NBA teams and try to um, provide some analysis on those players or those situations that uh, happened week long. So that episode is that. And then for the weekly strategy, this is the episode. So if you think you want to have another set of episodes discussing something different out of those topics, so just let us know. Uh, again, uh, I tried to create a full English episode because I promise our our international followers, our international uh, friends, a episode for them. So that's the reason why I am trying myself and uh, touching my nose every time if it's bleeding. <laughs> so uh, to my Pinoy family, I just tried to provide some value to our international friends. Okay, so again, uh, I want to ask some favor for you guys. Please like our YouTube channel. Um, subscribe, follow, share, comment. Uh, we're always available at YouTube, uh, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. So um, don't hesitate to chat uh, or, or drop a message message to our Facebook page. I usually uh, reply within the day. Okay? Uh, I, I, the, the difference between my post and my response for the past three days is because I, I got caught up with some uh, family uh, matters. So, um, unfortunately, uh, my good uncle passed away last uh, Thursday. So, that's the reason why I I, I need to rest because I, I have to go to the burial and and all. And then there's a lot of things happening. So that's the reason why I wasn't in my 100% self in the past day. So I, I still hope that I, I still provide value to you guys. So again, thank you so much for the support. Uh, this we, we started November 28th. So that's like less than two months ago so all of this is very overwhelming so i i hope you're enjoying the episodes and content so thank you so much and this is your fantasy papi papi roy and welcome to fantasy basketball ph let's wait for our post tomorrow i hope you like the the new um segment and the new format as well so thank you for those who are providing feedbacks i really appreciate them and uh Happy weekend, guys. Bye-bye.